to another episode of Talking Trends. It is I, your gracious host, Christine St. Christine, and with me as always, the glorious, the vervacious, the beautiful... Aaron Monroe. Yes, that's who is with us tonight. Thank you, thank you. Yes, I am so glad you're here, girl. I am so glad to be here. Well, thank you. Um, So, we're going to be talking about being trans in the city tonight. And so, what does that mean? It's basically what that means for all intents and purposes is that we are talking about how us as trans women navigate the world being a woman because for a long period of time, we weren't. Well, in the sense we always were, but in the sense of we are masquerading. Yes, Mm -hmm. we are masquerading as men. Mm -hmm. And so... We're going to talk about that tonight, and we're also, we're going to talk about, as usual, we're going to talk about, you know, the most trans thing we did this week. We're going to talk about our trans here of the week, and I promise this time it's not me, just so everyone knows, yes. Um, You're the the trans hero of the month, though. uh, I don't know about that. I'm just, I'm just a humble trans girl that is here doing her thing, and then we're going to get into the topic, which is trans in the city, and then we're going to get into the Ladies Lament, which is burning down the patriarchy. Grab your matches. Oh my gosh, yes. And your Molotov cocktail, because we are going to burn it down with style and creativity. <laughs> um, because it's something that we we lived with, and we have to acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. I think it, and it's un, an uncomfortable thing for us to talk about, but I do right, think it's an important sure. topic and for us to acknowledge it as trans women. So, Aaron, with that, are you are you ready? Um, yes. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. We are going to talk about, as always, the most trans thing we did this week. Mm. Aaron. Yes, ma'am. What's the most trans thing you did all the week? All right. So yes. I went out to eat. I went out to eat to a sandwich restaurant. Oh, yes. Yeah. And uh, not I was... just any sandwich restaurant, <laughs> but it wasn't Subway, thankfully. It was not Subway. Yes. It was not Subway. Thankfully. Um, and so I was I was ordering, and at the end of the order, they, they asked for your name. And so, of course, I tell them my name is Aaron, which, of course, it is. Mm. And, you know, just everything is good to go. I, you know, swipe the credit card, yada, yada, yada. Right, and then I get the receipt back, and right. it, it is spelled E R I N, and I was just full of joy just to see my That's real name cute. in there, even even though like she she saw me and she assumed correctly my gender, and yes. I, I just love that. Again, I'm, I was at work, I'm not out at work, and all that kind of you stuff. You got gendered properly got gendered at a properly. sandwich restaurant <laughs> of all places. Like, I mean, that is like yeah. you know, like those are the little things as yeah. trans women. We kind of you know, it sounds trite to some people. To yeah. be honest, but I think to us, and especially like you, like you're still you're still in the midst of like doing all the things, and so mm-hmm. like that's a big deal, and I think that's something to be celebrated. It felt it felt amazing. So yeah. today today I'm celebrating 19 months of oh my gosh hormone replacement therapy. Well, congrats! And yeah, I think that's I'm I'm really really feeling it and like you're really feeling the love. Yeah, I'm feeling the love. You're feeling I'm, the joy. I'm feeling the the, you're feeling the, the divine and, and you're gorgeous. 
thank you so much. And so, and then someone else said I was really pretty in the the sandwich shop. So, this has come become my new favorite sandwich shop. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. Now you're just going to be like annoyingly pleasant when you get there. Well, Christine, what was the most cringe, joyful thing you did this week? So, okay. Well, that's, it's interesting you bring this up because, so, you know, I'm still going through electrolysis, unfortunately, and I was doing a network event. Granted, um, I'm, when I go to these things, I'm not always out. And it's not like a big deal if people know. Oh, you're not out? Well, like, I'm not out in the sense that I'm not, like, yes. I mean, yes, I do go in stealth. It's not like I'm like, hi, I'm Christine, St. Christine, and I'm a fucking trans woman. Deal with it. It's not like that. You just go as Christine, I'm a woman. Yes, I go as Christine, St. Christine, the woman that she is. And, you know, granted, I probably go more as, like, the lesbian woman than I do, um, like, the trans woman. Essentially, I'm growing my hair out for electrolysis. And so I was like, okay, I have to go to this networking thing. And so I was like, am I doing my makeup enough? <laughs> so that way I don't have You're fully covered. I don't have the facial hair. So it's like this nice blend between of trying to keep um, you know, the concealer but not looking too cakey, yeah. you know. So yep. um but yeah. I guess I'm confused like sure. you were you know, what would be different of, of professional trans women showing up at a network event versus a proud trans woman? Like, I guess, I guess, like, what is the difference, right, in this um, case? So, the difference being because we live in an area that is, though, like, you know, I do feel comfortable being me out in this area, is that, you know... Like, for all intents and purposes, I'm trying to find a new job. And so, like, I always consider myself a woman first and then trans woman second. Mm -hmm. So, A woman with trans experience. (laughs) Yes, quite a bit. (laughs) Um, And it is hard to be a woman in the the industry I'm already in. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's, it's... And then being a trans woman on top of it is like another layer of complexity. And so, to me, it's one of those things of like, well, you know, we, we as trans women, we got to eat. We got to do what we got to do. Otherwise, you know, the alternative is that we don't or we don't survive. And so, uh, it is a matter of survival. Mm-hmm. And I don't sure. think... I, and I don't think that's something that we as trans women should be ashamed about. I mean, sometimes we have to go stealth. When we, But that doesn't mean that makes us any less trans. I think it's just a matter of, like, we're living in this society right now that, one, women really are, in this country at least, still s- second-class citizens. And so you put trans women in the mix, and so mm-hmm. you're even a yeah. lower class of a it citizen. Complicates, Correct. Complicates mm-hmm. And so, you know, the, the fact of the matter is, you know, we have to live to survive, and we need capital to do that. And um, unfortunately, and I love all our listeners, this podcast does not pay this girl's bills. So, 
I don't think it's a matter of, of sometimes it's a matter of being a trans woman, but sometimes it's just a matter of me being a woman, right? Like you oh, have yeah. to be twenty percent better than, you know, your male counterparts uh, just to be you don't or, have to be hundred and fifty percent to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, in my experience so far, yeah. It yeah. really has been. So I realize it doesn't sound super joyful, but honestly it's I it's something us as trans women have to think about every day. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's sure. it's hard to navigate the profession life just trying to find a job mm-hmm. and trying to uh, just live and so anyone who's listening to this I just want you all to know like I think it's one thing like me personally I might have some guilt and I feel a bit of, of shame about it but at the same time it's like we do what we have to do and so I think it's important to say that I think it's important to say like hey girl if you ha- or or trans man or dude, if you have to, <laughs> if you got a stealth to do what you need to do to pay your bills, go and fucking do it. Because, like, no one's going to give you a handout to do it. They're not going to be like, oh, you're trans. So here, here's, like, you know, universal basic income just to be you. Because mm-hmm. that would be awesome. Like, how fun would it be be like, oh, you're a trans woman and you're fabulous and you dress really well. Okay, here, you know what? Here's 2K, you know, a week. Just whatever, have fun, <laughs> you know? And, like, you know, no one's going to do that. So, yeah, that's the most trans thing I did. Let's get to the next segment. What do you All think? Right. Yeah, All right. For sure. All right. So, we're going to talk about our trans hero of the week. So, Aaron, yes. who is your trans hero of the week? So, last week, my trans hero of the week was Aaron Reed. Yes. And Aaron Reed. Very informative, by yeah. the way. I, it was something, is a person like, and as we're going to segue into this, that I knew, but also, like, didn't know. So, yeah. that was, like, yeah. very interesting. Yeah, f- familiar with. So, uh, this, this person is actually engaged to... Aaron Reed. That's right. And so this is my trans hero of the week goes to Zoe Zephyr. Not only does she have a fantastic name with lots of Z's, um, but she is a representative, a state representative from Missoula, Montana. Yes. And uh, stands up for trans rights and trans kids um, in the state of Montana. Um, She was. Which is a super red state, (laughs) like more red than where we live. Famously, she was rejected or ejected from yes. uh, the, the the representative house um, after saying uh, witnessing to um, trans kids of like all these people that saying, "Oh, I'm praying for them. I'm praying for them." The next time you look down at your hands in prayer, you see the blood of the children on your hands. Speaking of all the yeah. children who are um, oftentimes will. Uh, Face persecution or bullying um, and suicide. Let's, yeah, you know, yeah. because and that's the blood part. Well, yeah, and also we should recognize mm-hmm. that this week is Trans Visibility Week, right? Mm-hmm. And right. so, which is kind of ironic considering you know what I just said in the in the most trans thing I did all week. Invisible. <laughs> I know it's very invisible. Uh, maybe it, suicide rates around trans children are high, especially mm-hmm. in these places that you can't even be right. yourself. You can't get affirming care. 
since it's close to Trans Day of Remembrance, we're talking about these kids that that do matter, and it, and it, and it's important that people are, are fighting for these trans kids, and mm-hmm. you know we as individuals and trans women here in our community, we definitely stand up for that, and we definitely do what we need to do and vote the right way and and protest when we need to um, to talk about those rights for children because it is. Super Super important. There is a, a famous photo that I liked um, from uh, Zoe Zephyr, where she she was you know, kicked out of the house. Yeah. Um, and so she she could like attend like peripherally, like she could like watch it, you know, come to the courthouse and right. watch the live feed. Um, but there would be some some other members of the community that would come and just fill up all the chairs, so yes. she would have to stand the whole time. Yeah. And so like the famous photo that I remember of like there's like women like sort of cackling in the background and she is like staring at her laptop intent on doing her job of, of representing the right. citizens of Missoula um, you know that I was just inspired by her her bravery um, and her will and her strength of, of you know getting laughed at literally behind her and she's still trying to do this job of, of uh, swing up for trans rights uh, you know what I love that she really does stand up and she's proud who she is and my hat's off to that woman like that's a lot yeah. of like putting yourself on the on a pedestal and yeah. and not in a bad way, but also making yourself a target is really hard. Like that is hard. That was a good one, Aaron. I'm kind of jealous, but Thank like you. you picked a good one, Zoe Zephyr. Mm, girl, yes, you are definitely the trans hero of the week. And you for talking trans. The beautiful Aaron Reed. A, a, a million and one percent. <laughs> Christine, who is your trans hero of the week? Oh, so I'm glad you brought this up yeah. because um, I chose Adora Delano, who some individuals may know as a contestant on RuPaul's Drag Race. She um, was a pretty famous drag queen, but came out of July of this year as trans and was on hormones for three months before coming out. One, she's super beautiful. I'm definitely jealous of that bitch. <laughs> like, I'm just like, how the fuck did you do that? Anyways. Sounds like she knows <sighs> she's from RuPaul's Drag Race. She probably knows how to do makeup really I, well. She does, but like just the hormones and like has oh my god like she has shrunk down to like this beautiful gorgeous woman that she is and so you know for her to be on you know drag race and be a public person and then all of a sudden come out as trans which you know this is i believe this third trans woman there's a couple others i forget their names off the top of my head apologies the sheer willpower to do that. You and said the third third person from RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah, got it. Okay. Yeah, there's there's been a couple other mm-hmm. um, trans ladies that have come out from that show. Mm-hmm. Just for her to come out and be able to be her true self and like you know do all these things and be even more fabulous than she already was. Like, <laughs> oh my goodness! Like, oh, my hats off to you, girl. What's, like, what's your, what's your inspiration like like for her? Like, how what, how does she inspire you? She inspires inspires me because she's just gorgeous and she just does what she wants and she just unabashedly her and doesn't doesn't ask for permission to do it she just does and so she has this like wonderful vibe she's also actually in recovery so she is oh. um yeah i've been like i think like 
a year sober now. Just when I saw that video of her coming out, like, it was, it made me cry. And I was just like, welcome to the club, girl. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Adore Delano, we yeah. love you, and we're yeah. here for you, and we're just happy to have you as one of us. So, <laughs> Zoe Zephyr, Adore Delano, you are our trans heroes of the week, and we're so happy you're, you're a part of our community and that you give us all hope as trans women and as public trans women mm-hmm. to um, show people that we exist. We're human <laughs> beings, mm-hmm. you know, we're Amen. people with um, thoughts and feelings. And, you know, we come from all walks of life. We come from government. We come from media. We come from people who just do everyday jobs mm-hmm. just to do what we need to do. Aaron. Are you ready for the next segment? Ooh, I got some questions. Okay. (laughs) You do? For Ask a Transgender. Yes, but that's coming up in the next segment. Oh, great. Perfect. Yeah, are you ready for it? I am ready. You ready? Okay, let's let's go. So, we're now going to be talking about as what I like to dub as being trans in the city. And we're going to be talking about what it is like to navigate just everyday life as a trans woman. Erin, how do you navigate your day-to-day life as a trans woman? Oh, that's a great question. As people know, I'm not fully out at work. I am mostly out in all their places. You have a toe still left in the closet. I still at this have point. a. I still have a toe, and that is yes. true. I still have a toe left in the closet. <laughs> yes. Um, I still have to do kind of the code switching. Um, I was at a meeting. Yeah. I was at a meeting the other day, um, and people were going around and talking about, you know, and all the. So maybe you should talk about what code switching is. Oh, by the way. Okay. So what is code switching? Yes. So so code switching is, and in certain environments, certain right. things are okay to say right mm-hmm. if, if if i'm in a queer environment certain you know certain topics or certain things can be said or like certain assumptions can be already made um versus like being with your family those like certain things can't be talked about certain things can't be said versus being you know with your kids or with like right. being you know wherever so there's there's code switching that we that trans people or really anyone in minority class has to do right. like I can't say that here but I can't right. say that we're why is it okay here versus why it's okay there right and right. so part of part of like um, so I have to do um, code switching I have to do code switching still um, by being a not out trans person not completely out trans person and so I was on a meeting the other day at work and someone was giving me a great compliment but not using my name and not using anything and they were saying you know he is doing a great job and he is doing you know we need to look to him uh, the for this he pronoun yeah and and i just was completely spaced on it like i was didn't know who this person was talking about because oh, i i, I had not, the worst. i yeah. had not properly code switched yes. right cuz i didn't i didn't like okay boom you know i'm he right now right and so uh, so i i feel i failed the code switching rule right and so um, so so the the code switching is something that i need to do and some, something something right. that i 
sometimes will fail at. Um, so that's one of my experiences that the day-to-day life where it's okay here, it's not okay here. And so oftentimes, you know, when people use he or him with me, sometimes I'm dysphoric about it. And sometimes I'm, I'm can, always dysphoric. If I ever hear that, like, oh my God, I'd be like, what? Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> or some, and other times I'm confused. Like, who is this person talking about? Oh, right? like, oh my God. Yeah, I have I so many thoughts on that, but keep going. Yeah. And so, you know, my, my day-to-day life as a, as a trans woman, you know, sometimes there's some really good stuff too. You know what's, what's interesting about that? Because you get to a certain point when you're in the transition is that, to me... I start forgetting about what it was like at times to be that dude. I mean, not everything I forgot, but like you're you're absolutely right as like, you know, family-wise we'll use my dead name. I just end up ignoring it and and just literally like I got dead name like someone was yelling at me and I'm just like was oblivious to it and not yelling in a bad way. Let me like they were calling to me I should say instead of yelling, but they were they were calling my dead name and I just like was like you know I totally spaced out ignored it and so you weren't you weren't being maliciously ignoring you were just like you were just like I don't you know no this was an in law that you know I finally was like listen. And this is my this is my actual name that that name has no more to do a Star Wars term has no more meaning for me, <laughs> uh, which is true because you know when you you get to a point where you're just like what and you're you just that's not who you are. I mean, you never were that in the first place, but like as you get so far along in your transition, you're just like. Disconnected from it. Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I look at old pictures of myself every now and then when I when I come across them, I'm like, who the hell is that? And yeah. it's just, it's it's weird. It's a weird feeling because you're just like, what? And it is a little dysphoric. It just isn't, it's not who you are anymore. Mm-hmm. And it just seems like, I want to say almost like a past life, if you will, of this other individual that you kind of masqueraded at. And then you shed you know it's like you shed that that persona that you had to navigate the world in and now you get to be who you really are and who you were born as and not have to continue you know using this mask to navigate the world anymore Mm One thing I do notice about my day-to-day life of being trans is not necessarily like it's about being trans. It's from not living in a life that was not fit for me. Um, And what I mean by that is Mm -hmm. the amount of joy and confidence and exuberance for life and and, and, uh, excitement I have to to meet people and to know people. And so, like, I think that's that's my big difference now is, like, it's not about... We're outgoing. Yeah. Yeah. It's not about, like, oh, now that I'm trans, it's this. It's, like, now that this this veil of darkness has been lifted, that that now it's this joyful thing. And so I think it's not about, like, for me, like, being trans, it's about being... Alive, alive, yes. in, in a and way I did not know I could be. Yeah, because I feel like we finally get to live. Yeah. We finally get to 
do those things that we wanted to do. And, you know, we talked about this in the second puberty, like there's that on top of it as well. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's kind of like this race to be like, Oh, I didn't do all this stuff. So now I need to. Yeah. And I, I think that's a wonderful thing though. And mm-hmm. it is like, I've literally been told by others that, you know, knew me pre transition. And they're like, you seem a lot happier. I'm like, well, yeah. I am like, don't get me wrong. I got other things that give me troubles, but you know, being trans is, I guess for some people, they see that as a negative, but I'm like, no, that's good. How many, I get to live to be me. Mm-hmm. Like how many people can actually say that? Like, mm-hmm. y- you know, for, for anyone who says that listens to this, you know, is I always say it's like you look in the mirror and you get to see you and for trans folk, when they transition, they get to see that. And that is super empowering. Mm-hmm. That is super empowering yeah. to know you that. You like a real person. Yeah. yeah, you feel human for once. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, I think I think that's super awesome though, Aaron. Like yeah. I think that was that was a good um, that was a good explanation. Yeah. I like that. So, Christine, how have you noticed from like transitioning to? Uh, living as a woman mm. from living as a man, mm. how have you noticed like being you mean treated, masquerading, masquerading as, a man. as a man, right? Yes. Um, how have you noticed your life being different now as living as yourself versus masquerading as a man? So, okay, so that's that's interesting. Let's let's unpack that for a minute. <laughs> I've, I'm lucky in the sense that I I can go and navigate this world pretty easily as as a trans woman, and that I I generally get treated as a cis woman. There's only a few times I think I've been clocked by individuals. For me, it's it's interesting because like men will open the door for yeah. me, right? Yes. You know, and they'll be like, I get mammed, and and I yeah. you know when I'm with uh, like other women is like oh ladies how are you and it's mm-hmm. like yes yeah you know and that is mm-hmm. super wonderful and that is very affirming and honestly like I've been here for so long I still I still love it every single time it happens so like to me it's big joy when I get gendered the way I am like and I don't ever take that for granted because I think when you're not trans and you also take it for granted before transition you kind of lament it because you're just like you have this constant kind of like buzz in your head of like you know a gender dysphoria dysphoria that you you just know you're not in the right body and um I mean, the biggest difference is, like, one, I get catcalled. Um, <laughs> that's the biggest change. And Sometimes two, by people in this room. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, that's a little bit different. Like, how unabashedly men will treat cis women. Like, that has definitely mm-hmm. been the biggest eye-opener for me is, like, and we're not going to talk about this in, in the ladies' lament, but um, essentially, you know, all the things that that men do uh, to cis women I have experienced, and um, it's it's not a great feeling. It's also, it's, it's really interesting because the other thing I really like is when cis women, like, you know, they smile at me and they wave and they talk to me and like they ask, like I've been asked for like fashion advice and, yeah. and stuff like that. Christine, and to, St. Christine yes, is very fashionable. Thank you. So, yeah. I, I like to think of myself as 
kind of a uh, a growing fashionista, if you will. Fashion icon. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I wish. No, Dora Delano is the fashion icon. That bitch, <laughs> she is already modeling. I'm like, fuck you. But <laughs> I am also very happy for you, Dora Delano. Um, anyways. One thing I, I've noticed, too, is mm. is uh, kindness from, from men. I, I work at a very masculine-dominated workplace, mm-hmm. and I noticed that, like, now more that I'm, you know, perhaps being perceived as female more and more of of people are very general to help me pick things up or move things or can yes. I carry this for you or can I help you with this or um, you know like you know don't don't want me to, to get dirt <laughs> on my hands or something like, uh, like have um, you been mansplained yet have I been mansplained I've been, I, th- I feel like I've been mansplained my entire life uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny you say that uh, yes I get mansplained things a lot and I'm just kind of sitting there going like okay yeah I, I'm, I'm well aware how this thing yeah. works <laughs> but like it's kind of funny that networking thing I was at I definitely got mansplained yeah um, there was like some acts during in this guy and, and he was he was trying to be nice so it wasn't like malicious but it was just because he was doing it to all the ladies there but you know he was a nice gentleman so like in a sense it was kind of funny to me because I'm sitting there going like oh um, I'm like I can throw this axe I was just like <laughs> wow <"Hey>, no <laughs> now but, hold on if a sporty lesbian from Canada said that you would be all over that though. oh I would let that I would let that woman explain whatever to me and I would just I oh my gosh don't I'm not going to incriminate myself in my podcast <laughs> But long story short, yeah, it's it's definitely when you get treated like a cis woman, it is very empowering, and it's also um, it's also a double-edged sword because you're you know one sense yes you're getting gendered correctly, mm-hmm. but then there are certain things you're not used to, and there are certain roles and stuff that you and you know this is also I think part of the lament we're going to talk about, but you know there's all these rules that. You know, we didn't grow up with, and we didn't, you know, for lack of a better term, we were offered a privilege that we neither wanted nor asked for. And, you know, we have, we have to realize that, you know, we're still learning what it is to... To, to lady and to woman and and what does that mean for us because there's certain things that in situations I've encountered when preceded and was probably I was more masculine in my approach to things it's actually um, I've gotten beaten up for it and it's mm. just like you know getting told well your tone was off and I'm like, oh, excuse me yeah. I'm like what do you mean what does that mean and I'm like you know for a minute because you know I vocal this for you I'm like, what did I sound too dude-like? And then it's like, really, it's like, no, you didn't sound like a dude. You're just, you know, you weren't very nice. And I'm like... Well, like, what do you what do you mean? I just told it like it was like and and knowing that when a man does that, oh, it's okay. But when you know a woman does it, oh no, oh no, girl, you can't do that. You can't, you know. And so you know, it's those sort of rules that I'm still learning to do, and we have to navigate through because we didn't grow up with these roles and it's just like you have this crash course of learning what it is to to lady and to woman and to girl and this is where I do think like you know being friends with cis women there's a lot you can learn from and there's so much you know there that cis women can teach us as trans women to help navigate this world and I think at the at the same token that us as trans women can also 
you know, help cis women to to navigate what it what it was that men have do mm-hmm. and why yeah, they, the you know, yeah, because yeah, we are the wolf in sheep's clothing for sure. Yeah, sounds like we're getting much into Act Three here. Uh, we really are, but I mean, this this is why I really love this topic because you know there's so much nuance to it. Mm-hmm. So, Aaron, I think we're good here. What do you think? I have some lamentations and my I matches are in my pocket. I do. Um, and so, let's, you know what? Let's get into that because I definitely want to talk about the patriarchy. Yeah. For this segment, <laughs> this is a topic I have been, I think about a lot, to be honest with you. And we're going to talk about the patriarchy and how us as trans women should um, really invest in burning it to the ground. <laughs> it's interesting. Pick out all the nails and rebuild it better. Oh, yes, 100%. Because it serves no one. Even like cis men, like the patriarchy is like very bad for cis men just saying um but it and it's something i think we all have to deal with because you know pre-transition you know unfortunately i have to say this like yeah i i had that privilege masquerading as a man having that privilege but also i was a white male at the time and you know that is like the epitome of the patriarchy right there and you I know i think that's part of the, you know when you talk about div- trans divinity right yeah. i think that's part of it is this this dual insight into these very different worlds exactly you're you're 100% right on that because you know being being trans is literally navigating these two different things mm-hmm. and just being really um, of two of mind and body, you know, in a sense. So even though, uh, you know, for me, I think all trans people, I have a different perspective on it. But for me, I, I look at it, you know, looking at the science of things, knowing that my body went one way, but my brain went the other. And so, you know, we all start out as female blank. And unfortunately for me, my, my, my body got saturated with testosterone. I was born a man but my brain stayed female you know this is this is something that I struggled with um, you know growing up is just like not understanding the the complete male point of view and 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 having to participate in things I'm not proud of and talking about women very subjectively and you know this is where I when we talk about um, burning down the patriarchy and how trans women can be the wolf in sheep's clothing is because we know what men have said in the locker rooms. Mm -hmm. We know how men really think about women at times and the things they say about their wives and all those things when people are not paying attention or when, you know, they're thinking they're all around men. It's not great. And unfortunately, I I can't say that. I often wonder, like, for for us, like, the locker room talk or, you know, as we're calling it, like, was a way for us to, to, to fit in or to... Oh, absolutely. And, but, but, but that leads me to think, is it just a way for everybody to fit in? 
great. Um, like, like this I is. I knew the, men that actually thought that oh, way. You know, okay. like they were, they were definitely like the the dudes had no problem subjecting women to you know a certain look. As trans women, we have to make up for past sins, and we have to unabashedly promote and work with cis women and really promote women helping women and trans women helping trans women. And so, you know, you know, as burning down the patriarchy in the quotes, right? Is, is I have the Molotov cocktail ready. <laughs> ready to rock. I really do. Um, and, and is is beneficial to women, but it's it's in the end, it's going to be beneficial to men and and the women that they love, right? And not just intimate partners, but you know, family members as well. Um, I yes, and I will say, um, I'm probably giving away my age a little bit, but I will say the younger generations, I don't think they were and are as bad as the generation I was. Um, I think, like, Gen Z has a completely different perspective on this, and I think... Also great memes. A hundred percent. They grew up with the memes, but I think those kids, um, I think the kids are all right. It's good for us to elevate and support not only trans women and you know, even trans men, but even, you know, making sure cis women are heard and help them to spot the things that the men's do. And when you see it yourself, speak up. You know, we weren't raised to keep our mouths shut. Yeah, there <laughs> and, was a... And believe me, like being, I am a very mouthy woman. <laughs> um, but anyways, what were you going to say, Aaron? Um, there was an experience uh, very, very early in my transition um, where one of my coworkers was referring to a customer, um, and they were referred to, they said, well, I, he or she, I don't know, it, whatever. And I was like, right. whoa, 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 whoa. Right. You know, that that ain't right, bro. Yeah. That, that ain't good. You, yeah. can't, you can't be, you know, calling people it. That is that is not right. You shouldn't use that in a derogatory way. But yeah, yeah. that's that was, that's what he was using. Yeah, that's and not l- good. Later on, he, he did come up and, and apologize and like, yeah, that was that was kind of insensitive. Yeah, that was insensitive. Yeah. I shouldn't have done that. And like, yeah. you know, I felt a little bit of a, a smolder of the patriarchy. Yes. <laughs> and if any cis men actually listen to this, which I'd be surprised if they do. But, you know, if you do, hey, you know, it's OK to have emotions. It's OK to, like, communicate needs and to actually talk because cis women and trans women want to hear what you have to say. Mm-hmm. I think we're done here. What do you think? Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Christine. St. Christine. Yes. I think we had a lot to a lot to say on this topic tonight. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think it was good. Yeah. We talked about Trans the patriarchy. The we talked about and burning it down. Most importantly, we yeah. talked about being trans in the city. We had some great trans heroes of the week. I think this like I think this treated is a good well route. by men too. Yeah. Yeah. So hundred yeah. percent. And you got you had some great like gender joy this week. Yeah, I did. Yes. So thank you everyone for listening to Talking Trans, a Trans Joy podcast. As always, I am your host, Christine St. Christine. And I am Erin Monroe. And 
remember, be gorgeous. Live divine. And, and embrace love. love. Bye. 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 Okay, I'm recording now and we're not doing a dad joke. There's a reason why we transition. This is going on. do what we gotta do and it's either like you know do the professional thing I know what to do or I don't know sell feet pics on OnlyFans which I'm I'm not gonna do at least not yet (laughs) so uh